You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person or child. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Lene Javet. And welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions that push the envelope on the questions America is afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Queen. You've been on this show plenty of times as a guest. This is your first time, as I always like to say, in the saddle with me as the guest co-host. Thank you, Queen, for getting up very early for me uh, as I was <laughs> inviting you to come on and be a special guest co-host. I didn't realize you was a full three hours behind me. So we think we definitely established you definitely love me to get up this damn early just to do a Saturday morning show with your boy. But thank you, Queen, for being on with us. We will say hello to all the truth seekers out there listening before we introduce our special guest and give a little bit of your background because most people know my queens of intellect, those I keep bring on to hold me down. Y'all all are, are special in your own right. So give people a little bit of your background before we introduce the show and our special guest. Good morning. Good morning, truth seekers. And of course, I love you, Montoya. Uh, that goes without saying. Um, my name is Lene Javette. I am a business development strategist. Um, I use my talent and my skills to help Black-owned businesses develop and strategize to be um, upscale businesses in the community. Um, I also use my talents and skills to do anything that I can to help us as a black community upscale. So that's having conversations on black love, black relationship, um, black business, black unity, anything that has to do with empowering and, 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 you know, benefiting our community. That's what I'm about. Without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our special guest for this morning's discussion question is marriage worth it is marriage worth it i called it a rags to riches story um we make radio magic anytime i bring on Dwayne drun as well as um Lene, she's been on y'all yeah, been on several shows together so we're about to make magic this morning but this is our first time introducing Dwayne and his lovely wife isabel uh, thank you both for being on this morning uh, we'll start with the queen first. Isabella, this is your first time being a special guest 
on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. So if you will, Queen, say hello to all of the truth seekers out there and any of your background that you, uh, you want to share in reference to you being the special guest for this particular discussion question, is marriage worth it? I'm glad to be telling your story this morning. But again, say hello to the truth seekers and give people some of your background. Hello, truth seekers. Of course, this is Isabel Drawn. Um, married originally from Africa. I've been in the U.S. for a couple of years. And uh, Dwayne and I own a business together, Visex Design Studios. We've been Running a business for over 15 years, been married for 19 years, and I'm also a life coach for Loud Whisper Ignite Your Voice, where I empower entrepreneur women who, despite their success, have lost connection with the truth of who they are. So thank you for having us on, and I'm excited to be on for the first time. Nah, absolutely excited, and this brother needs no introduction. Um, Dwayne, thank you, King, for being with us again. Thank you for being open to, to coming on and discussing this aspect because often we, you know, as your wife mentioned, 15 years, y'all have been running this amazing business and, you know, through the ups and downs, we've had you on to, um, again, even as Lene talked about, um, looking to empower our people by bringing some of your intelligence and expertise um, to various shows that we've done in the past. But again, today is your particular story. So if you will, King, any part of your background that you want to share, and we'll get into this morning's discussion question. But thanks again for being with us. What's going on, Montoya and everybody? You know, now that the wife is on, I don't have to say much. She'll do all the talking for me. Um, uh, I, I love. <laughs> I love the fact that I own a business, but don't forget I'm a pilot. Like I tell everybody that now. Like that's that's how I want to be introduced. That's how right you now. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, we can talk about the business later. I'm a pilot now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> But but I'm ready. I'm ready. I already got that look this morning. She looked at me like, you better watch what you say. You know what I mean? You better make sure you watch it. No, I did not. I already got that look. (laughs) Get him. No, I did not. (laughs) Hey, hey, Isabel, how you feel about this man solo piloting all over the country without, you know, without you sometimes? How you feel about that? Let's go ahead. Let me just start ruffling the feathers from the beginning. Um... (laughs) You know, I've come to a point where I've grown enough and gained enough wisdom to understand that that's what he likes to do. That's his life. That's his journey. That's his passion. I'm just here to support him along the ride. I don't have to enjoy it. I don't have to love it. I could just be there for him. So that has helped me with what he's doing because it's scary every time he goes up there. Nah, I love it. What you just said is um, a mic drop. We could end the show there because that was – Probably all we need to know for how we get through this thing called marriage, right? I don't even got to like it, but I'm going to support it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that, that's a preach. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so we're going to get this thing started like we always do. we got a few minutes before our first break. Um, today I'm going to start back with you. Um, when you heard this morning's discussion question, which, again, I woke you up very early to say, hey, can you handle Can you get on with me? And I'm thank you for being, again, a guest many a times, but, first time being a co-host, if you will, and so we'll start with you. Um, when you first heard the question, please give me your first initial thought. Don't go too deep. We only got a few minutes before break, so we're going to ask everybody just their initial thought, hearing the question worded in particularly that way. Is marriage worth it? What was your first thought that came to mind? My first thought was yes. My second thought was, this is an awesome topic. And my third thought was, you are talking to one of my favorite couples, so this is going to be really good. 
Oh, she you, cheated and did. She cheated and did a second and a third thought. So, so Isabel. You think she know how she is. She runs the show. <laughs> so we're going to have a good time today. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with her. That's my girl. So like I say, she up early as hell in the, in the, in the Arizona morning out there. Um, but with that said, Isabella, we're going to come to you. Because um, as Dwayne said, he's not going to do too much talking, so I'm going to go ahead and go to that. No, let me stop. Uh, oh, but, he, um, if, trust me. he likes to talk. Uh, no, I'm messing around. Uh, but if you will, Queen, just um, your first initial thought. I mean, obviously, we reached out two weeks and said, say, are you game to come on the show, which you told me you were. Um, then I finally, again, I always try to come up with a question in a way that, uh, you know, in a sense, marketing bring more ears to the table. And so when you heard the question worded that way, what was your initial thought? Uh, my initial thought was, uh, like Renee, yes, marriage is very important. And my second initial thought was, wow, this is a great topic because our community and our culture needs it. I appreciate it. Now, your second thought was the same as Lene's, and your first thought was the same as Lene's. Lene, did you cheat? <laughs> did you get a cheat sheet or something going on out there? Now, let me stop. No, no, sir. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, it's a taboo <laughs> conversation. We don't, we don't talk about marriage enough, right? That's why I was like, oh, yeah, let's have this talk. Mm-hmm. No, I can dig mm-hmm. it. I can dig it. All right, Dwayne, you, you you batting up clean up here before we go to our first break. Um, what was your first thought? I know you had piped in on another version of the question. And so, the, you know, the, the, the public spoke, because I always do it as a survey, and the survey leaned to this one, is marriage worth it? And then I threw in the rags to riches part so we could kind of dig into some of that business that y'all dealt with. But if you will, what was your first thought before we go to our first break? You know, Montoya, I'm always down for, like, I'm I'm like a, whenever you come up with a thought, I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. So the first um, the first thing I said, yeah, let's do it. But then I, I sort of said, ooh, that, that's a little controversial. And I was wondering if Isabel was even going to ride with it, because I'm like, that sounds a little controversial. Like, why is it being said? But then the marketing side, I understand it. You have to have a controversial subject in order to get listeners, people to, you know, let's chime in and see what's going on. So I get it. I, I wasn't really with it 100%, but I get it. And so I'm just right where I'm, we're going to ride with it. No, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to have a good time with this. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and go to our first break. When we come back, uh, myself and Lene as a special guest co-host, we'll be having a discussion. Is marriage worth it with our special guest, Wayne and Isabel Drone? We'll be right back with all I ask that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. If you are a small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year? Or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategies, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, payroll, and business evaluation to secure bank financing. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. 
but those days are over. Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145 and ask for run. Again, 770-545-2145 and let them save you from yourself. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Lene Javette. Our special guest, Duana Isabel Drawn, for this morning's discussion question, Is Marriage Worth It? A Rags to Riches Story. And so where I wanted to start, and I highlighted this week when I was promoting the show, um, and this is actually just let's say this is what prompted us to do the show, because, again, um, Duane, our um our international pilot here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, our pilot, Dwayne, <laughs> has, uh, um, again, been on the show many a times, often for business. Uh, but for your 19th anniversary, you highlighted it on social media, and I was, you know, glad to read that. And so I wanted to share something with what you shared pretty much with the world via social media, highlighting your um, 19th anniversary. And again, I used it. I used it to actually promote the show this week. So I wanted to just share something that you wrote, Dwayne, and we'll start here and get everybody's thoughts, if you will. Um, but you were talking about just when you and Isabel initially got married. And here's something that was just, you know, I will highlight it. And going to start here. Um, in the writer, in the piece that you wrote, you said, "I don't even think we have any photos of our wedding. After the wedding, we went to Champs for lunch, then headed back to work." If you ask me, we had no clue what we were doing at the time and probably were not prepared for what was coming. Isabel always says we got married too young, and there are moments when I think she is right. So I wanted to start there. Since you wrote it, King, I'll let you kind of just, you know, kind of share maybe some afterthoughts um, in hearing what you wrote, again, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and matter of fact, congratulations on the anniversary as well. But uh, with that said, uh, let's, dig into that. let's dig into that comment. You know, Montoya, what happens is you see, like, uncles and cousins, and you see, like, your your older family, you see that they're married, and they have wife, kids. You even see that your parents, they're married. I mean, they have the kids and everything. So you're like, okay, um, I see I have a girl, we have a baby, let's just get married. I mean, that's what everybody else is doing. But I think what happened was we had no clue what we were doing. At least uh, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for Isabel. I, I don't think I had a clue what I was doing. I just knew that I had this woman. And there was no way in hell I was going to let her raise a child on her own. And she already had a child. I mean, so she already had a four-year-old. I think he was five at the time, Francis. And now, yes, now, I'm now I got her pregnant. And so now we have another baby. And so what I'm going to still be Mr. Player and have her out here and then have her go and just visit every once in a while. And I'm like, no, I'm going to, we're going to, but we didn't even discuss it. I just got rid of my, my house, got rid of her apartment. And we moved into another place together, and we just started building life in. And it's like, oh, by the way, you know, we think we should probably get married. I mean, that's probably the, the right thing to do. And, and at the time, her status wasn't right, so it was the best thing to do to, to get her up to status, and, and everything mm-hmm. was good. So that was sort of what was going on. I really didn't know um, what marriage was about. But I liked her, though. She was cool. <laughs> I can dig. Isabel, let's get your perspective on that comment as well. Like you said, he didn't want to speak for you, which I'm glad we can. We do have you here to hear your perspective on that very beginning. Um, yeah, he's as you as he wrote, 
you you said you think I may have gotten married too young. So you know, again, what are you, what are your thoughts in hearing hearing him write those words? Um, I do believe that back then I didn't think so. I grew up around family. I grew up seeing family. Um, as a woman, I was raised and taught to take care of family, to be the woman and do all that. So that came natural for me. Like I already had a child, as he had mentioned, but I was a single mother then because I found myself in an abusive relationship that I had to leave. And um, so I was by myself. I had my son, and Dwayne and I met. So for me, automatically, I'm like, okay, we're together, and this is happening. And, of course, I got pregnant, like he mentioned. But what I knew was I didn't want to be a single continue being a single mother because I realized not just how hard it was, but the fact that um, my son's father was not in his life. And I really wanted a male figure in his life because that's how I grew up and that's what I saw. Unfortunately, love my cousins and my brothers were there too, so they were a male figure for my son. But yeah, so when Dwayne and I got together, of course, I got pregnant, but I knew in my heart that I didn't want to go through this journey again, being a single mother and just continuing the cycle, right? Because I myself was born out of wedlock. So me having my child, my mom did the same thing. I did the same thing. So I said, okay, I had to break the cycle. But anyway, to make a long story short, then I thought, I'm like, this is how it's supposed to be because I'm trained that way. When you meet a guy, you love a guy, you have a kid with a child, you get married. Hindsight now, when I really look at it, that's why I tell him that I do believe he got married in young, very young. Dwayne and I raised one another. We got married in our 20s. I had a son. (laughs) Then we had a daughter, have a business, and um, that's how our journey started. So when I tell you that it was trial and error, heartache and pain, headache, sacrificing, and sometimes I think that we sacrificed a little bit too much, you know, because we we just didn't understand. yeah, well, it's, it's been a journey, so I totally agree with him. Right now, I'll tell you that we were very, very young. Then I didn't think so because that's what I thought it, it was supposed to be. Yeah, it's funny how we look at it um, in these times because, you know, and not that this is a right or wrong thing, but, you know, 20 was definitely of age to get married, for, you know, in a sense mm-hmm. for the most part historically. Uh, but it's funny how we see it today. Um, Lene, um, any thoughts? But Matthias, if I can, if, if oh, I can yeah. interject oh, yeah. to what you're saying, you're absolutely right. But the reason why then it was okay to get married in the 20s because there were communities. You have to remember that black people literally had communities. So the communities were raising each other. There was foundation. And that's why then a child at 20, you're like, okay, it's okay to get married because it's not just you. It's you and everybody else in the community. Well, fair enough. Um, Lene, um, as you sit and listen to them, you know, kind of talk about their start, um, anything that you want to mention or any questions for for Dwayne or Isabel? Yes, absolutely. So um, benefit for me, I actually personally know Dwayne and Isabel um, and a little bit of their story. So I ha- my, my, my question is this. Mm-hmm. If you guys hadn't gotten married early in your 20s, do you think you would be where you are in your lives today? in your business and as individuals, had you not gotten married early, had each other to support, had each other to help raise your children, had each other to brainstorm business ideas and push each other, do you think you would be where you are today individually in your business and your career and as individuals? Uh, you want to take that? Who gets to answer that? 
Who gets to answer that? That sounds like a loaded question. <laughs> That's a loaded a great question. question. A great question. That's an amazing question. Um, I think because as individuals, we're go-getters. So before we met each other, we were go-getters anyway. Now, we would have probably been somewhere far, far, far in life or doing something great or trying to achieve something by ourselves. But to answer your question, no. I think because, like I mentioned earlier, we, we've raised one another. So we've taught each other life. We've, ta- we've taught each other about business. We fell together. We've been broke together. We've gathered <laughs> So to answer your question, no, we wouldn't. Have, I don't think we'd have been this far without one another. And I get it because hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So as you you get to this place in your relationship, nineteen years later, you look back and you're like, man, there's so many things we could have done differently. We got married too soon. We we should have done this differently. But when you think about where you are today and you think about everything that you just said, we raised each other, we supported each other, we were able to be broken, we were able to help each other heal, those things have a value that I think Mm -hmm. people don't think about when they think about marriage. Right. Yeah, I love the question. Go ahead. um, I'm sorry, please go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, Yeah, I want to jump in on it. Um, Lene, I would have to say I don't think we would be where we are because it took both of us, just like Isabel said. Like, Isabel grew up, and she grew up in a different pedigree than I did. Like, her family was very well-to-do. They were on a higher level. Her father was an ambassador for the United Nations. My side of the family, we're we're grit hustlers. Like, all my, my brothers, my father, his brothers, they were just all-out hustlers. So, in hustlers in a good sense, meaning they went out and worked. I mean, they got stuff done. So, not a shady hustler. But um, I would have had a ton of money in the bank account and nothing. And so, having Isabel <laughs> on the side, she she knew where to put the money. Like, okay, Dwayne, we're going to get a nicer car. We're going to get a nicer place. I mean, you got to get some better-looking clothes because you look horrible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got money, but you got to figure out what to do. And what happened was Isabel's side is she was always she always expected to have the best and finer things. Okay, so my mm. side is I brought the hustle into that side. Like, okay, babe, if you want this, let's grind and grit it out and go get it. And she's like, oh, hustle? Okay, we could do that. We, we'll get it. So um, it took both of us in order to be here. Like, I just want to just have money in the bank and nothing. I, 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 don't, I don't think I would have been nowhere near where I am now if it wasn't for her. I love y'all. Dito. I, I tell y'all all the time. I Dito, Dwayne. <laughs> we love you, too. <laughs> yeah, I love that question, Nene, because it is a perspective, a and, and I'm part part of the reason I think that um, Dwayne said it's a loaded question. Um, and when you asked it, my first thought that happened, came to my mind was, oh, they didn't see that coming. They didn't see that coming because to a degree, it is how we often, with anything in our lives, right, we kind of have a linear perspective and sometimes can't take the broader look. And so the broader look makes it, you know, now in in retrospect, answering the question, um, you can say, hey, it was too young, but, yeah, where would you be? And then the stats even support, if you know me being a person who likes to bring them to the table, and I'm not going to get too particular here, uh, but even just generally in life, you def- to a degree, you do see couples that are able to stay together typically in general uh, do a little bit better than people who 
kind of go about it on their own. And so, yeah, if y'all mm-hmm. agree that you, know, that you wouldn't be where you are now, then maybe you didn't get married too young, to 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 an extent. But I know there's you know more to, to it. To an extent, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To that, to that, like for example, you know, like um, and you you have children, and 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 each generation again, we're getting married a little later. I think that, as a matter of fact, I know the average marriage um, age now is 27, which is obviously it gets higher, is you know much higher than it was years ago, and is only steadily increased over the years. Uh, but yeah, generations are saying, hey, there's another thing that changed it as well is going from an agricultural agricultural to a marketplace economy. And so with more opportunities for, you know, in a sense, men and women to get out in the marketplace and kind of provide for themselves, if you will, that's also changed why parents are often saying to their children, don't do it too young, even though every generation before did it, you know, in general, much younger than, than we're doing it, if you will. And so, mm-hmm. like you said, to an extent, if y'all can even just talk, touch on this point, um, having children, uh, what would even be ideal in y'all mind as far as um, saying my, 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 my son or my daughter or whatever the case may be is ready? Because, again, each generation does hope and wish the best for their children. But we have this idea that, oh, they're 23, they're way too young. Um, so what would be ideal? Is 27 ideal in your mind? I'm just kind of, you see where I'm going with it? Just what's the perspective on why we say it's too young? versus what we would ideally want for our children? Hmm. That's a good question. You want me to take it, uh, Wayne? Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go first. Okay. Um, I think really, well, let me speak as far as my children are concerned. The way I look at it now is it's the individual, right? Because somebody, I, at my age, though I thought I was, young, but I was mature enough to be able to be the woman, although I didn't know exactly what it took to be a wife, right? I didn't know exactly what it took to be a good wife. I saw my mom, my stepmom, I saw my family, and I saw people around, but just the whole, I didn't understand the magnitude of what it took to be a wife. So I would probably say if I'm speaking uh, as far as my children are concerned, or even any children out there, it depends on the individual. Somebody can be married at 20 and be okay, and somebody can be married at 26. Now, Dwayne and I, we got married at 20. We had children, and we owned the business. So we just not only <laughs> get married and start to have a life. We got married, had children, and then we had a business. So our lives were just um, encompassed a little bit different, and the reason why I emphasized on the age was because we had we were taking on a lot at that age mm-hmm. for what we knew, right? So for me, I would probably say if my children would come to me, I would say, "How do you feel about it?" I don't think you're ever ready. Is anybody ever ready for life? Really, it's just understanding yourself to say that um, this is the path that I want to take and this is the chance that I want to take. Because I don't think you're ever ready. Right. Um, I'm going to flow her. I, I, maybe I, you said 20. I think we were 24 um, when mm-hmm. we got married. I think you accidentally said 20. We were 24. Um, uh, I think we were 24. I got to double check. But um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I got to find out when that last girlfriend. I got to figure out when that last girlfriend was in there. Oh so I don't my mess God. it up. <laughs> 
Montoya, I, I, I have to say that um, when she says young, I don't think she says young in terms of ages, and, and that's what I think. I, I think mm-hmm. it's more about what we had going on. I remember, and, and when she said it, it, may, it, it took me all the way back to, I was working with a client actually in Ohio at the time, and it was a, a very rare event to have a black client. And I remember talking to them in the wintertime, and it was talking to her and her husband, and I was single at the time that we talked. And then they ended up getting the job done in the spring. And in the spring, not only I wasn't single anymore, I was married, and I had mm-hmm. the son, the daughter, and a wife. And she was like, wow, that happened. And I, even, I remember looking at them like, wow, that did just happen. So within <laughs> a few months, I now ended up with a wife, two kids, and a business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now wow. I'm dad. Wow, it's like yeah. like that was some serious stuff that just happened really fast. And we got about oh, a minute before break. Yeah, yeah, we got about like, a minute before break. Like, so go ahead, Danae. Yeah, jump in. Okay, so I would just like to, I just like you know a little dumb advocate here. Uh, too young versus too old. When you're too young, we might say you don't know enough. Uh, when you're too old, you think you know too much. So either way you go, mm-hmm. are, are can you be prepared? I think marriage That's allows my point. you right. to. To raise up, right? So for you guys, you guys say you guys are too young, but it helps you guys to raise up. Somebody else may wait too long, and now they're not, quote, unquote, good marriage material because they're too set in their ways. They can't bend. They feel like they've already been raised. So I think you're right where it comes to it's the individual. Where are they at? What are they ready for? What path do they want to take? No, I love it. That's perfect. We are up against the break. And I do this from time to time, Isabel, if you will. This break is actually – um, a cut that um, is actually Jordan Peterson, if you will. And so I'm going to play this cut, and I'm going to ask for all of y'all, y'all's thoughts coming out of this cut. We do have a caller out there. For the people online, if you want to get in, you want to ask questions or give us your three cents this morning, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646 646- Seven eight seven one six nine one. You will have to press one to let us know you want to speak. But if y'all will tune in closely to this um, cut and just recall, put yourself on mute if you have to do anything in the background because um, it will come through on the air. So tune in, and I'm going to get all three of your thoughts. And you can whatever whatever resonates with you, you can speak about. So we don't have to be all in the same place. It's like a three minute cut. All right, we'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. That's actually why people get married, you know, just so you know. Because this is built into marital vows. I'm not leaving ever, no matter what. It's like, okay, well, that definitely puts a boundary around our arguments, right? Because I can't say every time you manifest one of your flaws, which you're likely to do just as often as me, well, enough of this. It's like, that's horrible, man. If your whole life is, well, every time you get out of line, I'm, I'm out of here. It's like, how the hell are you? First of all, you're not going to admit to ever doing anything wrong. Second, you're going to be on your, you're like a, like a scared cat the entire relationship because, well, who knows? It could just come to an end at any moment. It's like, you know, people say, well, if, you're, if the possibility of divorce is open, it makes you free. It's like, yeah, that's what you want. You want to be free, eh? Really? Really? So you can't predict anything. That's what you're after. It's a vow. And it says, look, I know that you're trouble. Me too. 
so we won't leave, no matter what happens. Well, that's a hell of a vow, but that's why it's a vow, right? That's why you take it in front of a bunch of people. That's why it's supposed to be a sacred act. It's like, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Everything is mutable and changeable at any moment. Well, go ahead. You live your, live your life like that and see what you're like when you're 50. Jesus, it's dismal. Two or three divorces, your family's fragmented, you've got no continuity of narrative. It's, and it's not good for the kids, not by any stretch of the imagination. And so it's a form of voluntary enslavement, I suppose, but it's also equivalent to the adoption of a responsibility. And there's more to it than that. If you can't run away, then you can solve your problems. Because it might be, okay, well, I'm stuck with you. So how about we fix things? Because the alternative is we're going to be in a boxing match for the next 40 years. That's the alternative. So, and you think you're going to fix problems without something like that hanging over your head? There isn't a chance. You'll just avoid them because that's what people do. It's really hard to, to solve problems, especially in a relationship. We're having a fight and I find out that it's, you know, because you're, you were abused by your uncle when you were five or some goddamn thing. You know, it's like, it's very frequent that that sort of thing happens. You, there, there's the partner, your partner's, you know, manifesting some weird anomalous behavior. You just can't make heads or tails of it. It doesn't seem related to what you're doing at all. They don't want to talk about it. And so as soon as you bring it up, they get mad. And then you bring it up again, they even get madder and they tell you that you're not going to talk about that or they're going to leave. And so maybe you're really, really persistent because you're kind of a son of a bitch and then they break down and cry, you know. And then they have this horrible memory that comes flooding forward that's completely, you don't know what to do with it and then you have to sort it out. So you think you're going to do that unless there's a good reason? You have to know, we better sort this out or we're going to be carrying it around for the next 40 years. That maybe is enough motivation so you'll actually try hard to solve. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest, the Major Vet. Special guest co-hosts, I'm sorry, the Major Vet. My special guests are Duane and Isabel Drawn. For this morning's discussion question, is marriage, marriage worth it? And so, again, kind of a long cut from Jordan Peterson. I'm going to start with you, Isabel, again. It's the, leading queen of this show, if you will. Um, Anything that resonated with you from that cut, um, uh, if you will, queen. Oh, God. (laughs) The whole cut. (laughs) (laughs) When you were talking about where you're going through stuff and you're leaving. And I guess this is what I got from it. I'm not sure what everybody else. um, It's not easy, right? So when you were talking about those moments when, like, somebody's leaving, like, Dwayne and I, our marriage has been through a lot. Like most marriages, we've been through our ups, we've been through our downs. We've had moments. He always puts it every anniversary. She leaves her bags packed. She leaves, he's not lying. My bags were packed. They're not anymore. But um, <laughs> so we've, been, we've gone through all that. And what I, I remember one time, just things were not getting better, right? So it was the argument. It's trying to figure out who we are, what we're trying to do, and just like most marriages, the ups and downs and the pain and the hurt. But I remember like it was yesterday one time, um, I was sitting, I was standing in the, my bedroom, and I, I, I called him, and I said to him, I said, I've reached a point where if we cannot have normal discussion, if we cannot have, if we cannot communicate, if we cannot stop saying things and doing things that hurt each other, I don't want to be in this anymore because 
you are the father to my children. So what is, I just couldn't view myself constantly being in the state of where I'm hurting the person that's the father of my children. So it reached a point where we were, we decided that maybe we need to divorce. And then we decided that we need to go for counseling. But I felt like I didn't want to go for marriage counseling because I felt like what, what good is it when this two individuals are going into marriage counseling as the two individuals. So I suggested to him, I, I don't know if you remember, Dwayne, I thought to myself, I said, um, I am going to work on myself, and then you go work on yourself, and then we come back into the relationship and um, take this marriage from there. So that's honestly how even our marriage is on a totally, totally different level now, because we had to literally as individual work on our own individual trauma, individual stuff that we've been through, and then come back together, and our marriage is, I guess, blossoming from there. Why? Um, I guess I have to agree with what you're saying, but to go more, um, <laughs> he actually made it, to me, what I got from it, he actually made it sort of mm-hmm. sound like marriage. You get with somebody, and no matter what you get with, you got to grind it out and fight it out and figure it out. Um, I'm going to agree with Isabel that there were there were a lot of dark times when I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. And I know there were times she was like, I'm sick of him. This guy, is, you know, maybe he's horrible. I'm out. And by fixing ourselves, we found out what were the things that were causing us to be. Because I think a lot of times we're doing stuff in our marriages or we're doing stuff to each other. And we don't realize that we're doing these things because of the past trauma that we've gone through, some of the things that we've done, we've been through as a child, um, going through our children's childhood issues. And if we don't get those addressed, you can't be with anybody. And there's something that I heard is the level of love that you give to someone is the capacity of love that you have for yourself. So if you're not mm-hmm. loving yourself, how can you really love another and so we're following mm-hmm. this word, marriage, 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 and you got to figure it out, duke it out, and stick it out. But if you can't figure those things, I wouldn't stay in a marriage that, that mm-hmm. two people are not going to fix it. So I heard what the guy said, but I wouldn't stay in either if right. people couldn't work together. And because also I think that we're so focused on the amount of years people are married and we forget about the quality of the marriage. Yeah. So you can be with you know somebody what? for 40 years, but you're broken for 40 years. You can be with somebody for 20 years, but it's just it's the quality of the marriage. Go ahead, Lena. I was going to say, the thing that I take away from that, and you literally hit it on it right now, you're talking about the quality, is that I'm not leaving no matter what happens. My best friends mm-hmm. um, are married. And we, so we all hung out. We, we, we met when we were like 18, 19. They probably got together when we were like 20. So if you can imagine... Um, dating somebody, being with somebody three or twenties, 20s, I guess you guys can, right? So, but we were a fast bunch, so grimy, right? So, we all as a group, where there's like 15, 20 of us, we that grew up together, and we're connected through this couple. But we've watched them, you know, have altercations, uh, physical altercations. We've watched them cheat on each other. We've watched them do a variety of different things over the year. So they got together at 21. They didn't get married until they were 35. They just celebrated their 10-year anniversary. They have a three-year-old daughter. But they went through a lot to get to where they are today. And some of us in our group were like, man, there's no way we would still be together. There's no way we could have gone through what they went through and still be together today. We have a running joke in our group 
um, I don't know if you guys remember that old and living color couple that would be like fighting and, and sending um, ironing boards across the room. They would be like, we still together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my like my yeah. best friend and, and 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 he's my best friend too. They're both our best friends. Like I said, we've been friends since we were like eighteen. But when you see people go through those types of trials and tribulations, sometimes it, it it does make you wonder like, is marriage worth it? Like I couldn't have gone through all of that stuff. There's no way that I would still be able to be with somebody and have gone through that. So. I think it's exactly what you said, Elizabeth, about the quality of your life, the quality of your relationship. Um, their motto is no plan B. And they, they, they've yeah. had that model since the beginning. They have this, they say no plan B. So even when he was tripping, she was like, hey, get your stuff together. And when she was tripping, he would be like, hey, get your stuff together. And they thugged it out. <laughs> and now to see them where they are today it's such a blessing. Even when I walk in the door, I just look at them and laugh. Like, I can't even believe y'all still together and you got a baby. And da, da, da. But it was some very mm-hmm. dark times to get to this place. And you really have to have the stomach for the person that you're with and want them to be great and to do great and to see the value and to see the quality to get to the other side because everybody doesn't have a stomach for that. Right. Most people think that marriage, well, I used to think too. Oh my! Uh, love will sustain this. Love, let me, I just need to love him to death. It will sustain this. No, it doesn't. It's knowledge. It's knowledge of yourself and knowledge of the person. It's gaining and having that wisdom of what you're in. But most we think that love will sustain it. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. It's it's a journey. It's like anything in life, right? You have two people trying to become one. I'm having a hard time trying to figure myself out. So imagine putting Dwayne into my picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, it's, that's what life is about. So the path that you take, whether you're married, not married, you're going to have obstacles in relationships, and that's what um, marriage is part of that too. I guess that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Let me um, go to another comment from Dwayne's um, post, again, that prompted today's show. Um, Dwayne writes, our marriage wasn't based on the traditional rules of the wedding religion, or society. Our marriage has always been based on a commitment to a higher quality of life for each other. We are both equal without a hierarchy. When Isabel and I started dating, we realized early on that it was nice to take care of each other by ensuring each other's path for success was clear. So, Dwayne, these are, these are your words. So I'll start with you on just going a little deeper on, uh, I think it's a perfect segue, too, to what um, the nature said as well. But go ahead, Kim. You know, Montoya, as you read that, I, it sort of put me in, a, in the exact space where I was when I wrote that. And mm-hmm. I wrote it from a vision of what I was thinking. And what happened was Isabel and I, when we got together, we sort of were like, we, it was like this really good friend of mine. And I remember sitting down really the first day. I was trying to hit it the first day, but she wouldn't let me do it. Oh, my but I remember God. Having her, having her, I was trying to have her at my house. I tried to have her at my get house. Get your husband, Isabel. And we sitting Girl, there looking get at your her. brother. And, and I'm asking her, like, what are her goals? Like, what does she want in life? And she was just this dope chick. I mean, she was just dope. The way she looked, the way she talked, um, she was just fly. And and she just told me, like, some of the things that she wanted. She wanted this office with a window. She wanted to be the boss and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh, she is dope. And I never really had a friend like that. And um, I never really had, a like, even a female girlfriend where we, like, looked out for each other. Like, 
You mean we were? I was on. I was new to the business, so the business is actually pretty decent. But I still have my ups and downs. I mean, so there are times when my cell phone get cut off, and she'd give me her cell phone, or um, if it snowed outside, I'd go take one of the plow trucks and go pick her up and take her to work. Uh, I remember one time she was short on bread for some groceries, and I went out and just bought all the groceries for the house. You mean, and we we still weren't even um, solidified as like true girlfriend and boyfriends for each other. Like she could still have her dudes and, and, you know, vice vice versa. So it wasn't, we were just, I wanted to make sure that she was good and and she was just okay. And and that's just sort of how we built the relationship in the beginning. And I think that was the staying power, even through all the arguments and the the yelling and then I'm leaving. I think that was the staying power. Uh, We actually have a running joke. Like I feel bad for, whoever we marry outside this marriage because we still going to be cool. You mean, and, and we still like, we're, we're still going to be, be cool. Like, I mean, they're going to be mad. We're going to be cheating. Oh, yeah, she was taking a step further. Y'all going to be cheating on each other. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. We have to go for the break. So let's go to this break. Um, and they are very interested in hearing your thoughts to what Dwayne just talked about. So, Queen, you'll be on deck for the caller that just got on. You have to press one. If you want to speak, sometimes our callers are just listening, so I don't want to bring you alive unless you plan to be. So if you're out there online, you have to press one. If you're, I'm sorry, if you're on the phone line, you have to press one to let us know you want to speak. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of intelligent radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, special guest co-host, Lene Javet, as well as our special guest, Dwayne and Isabel Drawn, for Is Marriage Worth It? Lene, um, very interested in getting your thoughts to, uh, again, Dwayne speaking to the piece he wrote, 
and his perspective uh, on that that idea of what got them through was, in a sense, looking out for one another, and they were doing that even prior to being an item, if you will. Go ahead, you know, I think it, it, it we can go back to how we opened uh, when Isabel said that she didn't have to like it, she just had to support him, and I think that that's super crucial. That support piece, man, I don't think when people think about marriage that they truly value that piece, whether you are single and you're fighting marriage or if you are in a marriage and you're wondering why it's not working. That support piece is super crucial. It's the friendship, right? I think I've heard it said that love will come and go. Sometimes you may love that person. You can fall in and out of love, but you have to like the person that you're with. That friendship is what allows you to be supportive. You don't have to like what they're doing. You don't even have to be, you know, going in the same road per se. I'm doing bunny ears per se, but you support them on their, on their journey. You support them in, in who they are and what they're doing because that's what keeps the, the friendship cool. That's why I, I, um, I think we were going to break. Joanne <laughs> and Isabel said, hey, if we marry somebody else, like they're gonna, they still got to deal with us because our, their friendship has been solidified. Like if you spend any amount of time with Isabel and Dwayne, like they radiate as individual people by themselves. And then when they come together, um, um, I'm I'm moving by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. That's them. Like they are dope individual people who can support each other independently. And then when you come together, like they can move and become one. And that's super important. And I don't think that, we put enough value on the support piece and being okay with being individuals. You do you, I'm going to do me, but we're going to support each other when we come to the table in a relationship and in a marriage so that we can move this thing forward. And that's super crucial. No, I love it. Um, but, you know, when I is basically reiterating his words when he says, when Isabel and I started dating, we realized early on that it was nice to take care of each other by ensuring each other's path for success was clear. Um, so it's obviously what you're talking about, Lene, and I'm, I'm reiterating it because to a degree, there's so many expectations. And now we've already heard Dwayne and Isabel say they wasn't sure what a marriage entailed. It was just kind of like they had seen the family do it. And Isabel talked about, you know, not wanting to um, continue being a single mother. And so all the things that people think about, but how often, are we failing to realize that that thought is probably what's held y'all together more than anything? Because you just said it the way you said that you want to make sure she was, she was good even when you were able to date. And, you know, obviously this joke that in the event, if y'all were to move on and go elsewhere, <laughs> you're still going to want to make sure she's good. Like that's just her well-being. And so I think that's something that, in my opinion, that has to be highlighted because my, I imagine that that's probably what's missing um, to a degree with a, with a lot of situations that we see out there. And one thing I'll say about Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson's um, cut, just going back to that real brief, is I don't necessarily, in a sense, look at him saying you got to stick it out no matter what. I, I think he's just highlighting that without that no plan B, as Lene put it, without that no plan B, he's kind of highlighting humans typically just wouldn't stick it out versus going through all of that. And so it's almost the concept of a no plan B that forces you to say, we got to figure out how to deal with this situation, which maybe brought Isabel to the point of saying, you know what, instead of us divorcing, 
you know, we're still married, but let's get ourselves straight and, and figure it out. And I think Jordan is kind of saying, concept, y'all would have just split. That's kind of how I hear what I hear him saying in the concept of having a vow that says we're going to stick through um, for better or for worse. And it's without that, everybody would just split is what I think he's saying. Um, any thoughts from anybody? I'm just kind of obviously rambling here. And the caller that's out there, you do have to press one. I just see a couple of callers just got in. So if you're trying to talk, please press one to let me know if you want to get in this morning. Um, but any one of you can jump in on some of what I just said. I'll take a little bit of that. Um, if we go back to your question, is marriage worth it? I think that one of the reasons why we don't know or we question the value of marriage is some of what Isabel and Duane have said. When you get married too young, you don't even really know, you don't really have a good idea what the concept of marriage is. What does it entail? Am I going to be a good wife? Am I going to be a good husband? Um, and then as you get older and you're trying to determine is marriage, is there any value in marriage, you're thinking, well, I'm good by myself. I pay my own bills. I raise my own kids. Do I really need marriage? And so when we don't actually think about what, where does the value in marriage come? Where, where is the value? Is, is, it, is it the wedding day? Is it the dress? Is it having somebody to split these bills with? Like, where does the value in the marriage come? And I think that it's exactly everything that we're talking about today. It's the support. It's the having somebody that has your back. It's the friendship. It's the having somebody to fight life with. It's the confidant. It's those things that make you fight to be married. If you ask somebody that's single, um, they may say that they like being single, but if, I, I would challenge somebody to, 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 I would ask somebody to say, do you, do you really like, do you really want to fight in life and be by yourself and be alone? Or would you rather have somebody that has your back and has your best interest at heart and pushes you and wants to see you do well and will get down in the dirt and, and grind with you to help you be better and give you space to work on you? That, in my humble opinion, is the value of marriage, and that, that's, that's the worth. And when you look at a Dwayne and an Isabel and you look at their story and what they've gone through, maybe they got married too young, but the fact that they did get married too young um, helped them to have a support system, helped them to have parents for their children, helped them to have somebody to push them up to them in, in, in life and in their business, helped them to have the freedom to still develop themselves and become who they want to be and, and work through, you know, traumas and things of that nature to get to where they are. So when I think about marriage, I think about marriage in that capacity, like having somebody that has your back. But it comes down to the question is right, is, 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 is marriage worth it, but also do you have the right partner to make your marriage worth it? You know, Lene, I'm going to add more to it. I think what happened is we get caught on the word marriage, but listening to you and really what Isabel and I have is more of a friendship that the traditional world calls it marriage. Um, I think of it as like, what's the movie like love and basketball and stuff like that. I think a lot of people have those friendships and they never marry that person. And that's actually what Isabel and I are. We're like the love and basketball. We're, um, if we have any issues, we talk about everything, y'all. Like, I, like I, I don't want to embarrass her, but we talk about everything. I mean, everything. <laughs> we talk about if she, like, the other day some uh, some guy came into the office and he was very well-dressed. And I'm like, babe, I'm not in the dudes, but that dude was fly. I said, he can't come back no more because he's going to try to pull you. I mean, we talk about everything. Like, there's, there's no hidden 
<laughs> in our conversation. So that created best friends. And I know some of the dark moments, some of the arguments and the fights and all that other stuff. I used to be just blown out because I was, I felt like I was going to lose my friend. And, and that was some of the conversations mm. I would have with some of my, my other friends. It'd be like, I love her to death. I love this woman, but I'm about to lose my friend. And so Ooh. how can I at least keep my friendship with this woman and yet we can't have the marriage, but I got to be able to keep my friendship. So I want to say marriage, the word marriage is just the, the cliche word, but really what we are is friends. And I, and I think like, like, you mean, you mean God grants you certain life, like our heartbeats and, and able to have the heartbeat is like God granted me a friend to navigate this earth with. And so I get to navigate this earth with this friend that I have and we enjoy it. I used to call her life partner and she hated that. Um, <laughs> but she realizes now. I actually like that's, it now. That's what she she likes it. <laughs> now, that's dope. You know? That's dope. We got a couple of callers, so let's get to the callers, y'all. Let's get to them. All right, let's go. Six four seven last three zero five zero. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning. This is Patrick. How you doing? Um, hey, what's up? Great. Got up from myself. I like to I like to I like to let people know we international with it, man. So go ahead. <laughs> go ahead with the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're international with it. At least, at least until uh, later this year, coming back to the states. But, um, yeah, I mean, interesting discussion. I mean, I just think now, you know, I think uh, an important question was brought up. You know, like what is it? What is marriage? What is the reason for it for people? Um, and I guess different people have different reasons for marriage, but I think it needs to be made clear. What what is it in 2021? What is marriage? You know, to you, why would someone want to get married? And um, I think that question needs to be answered by two people before they, you know, they actually get married to kind of set the uh, set the expectations. Um, as far as being able to support, I think support. This was brought up too. If you're going to have a society where marriage is paramount, then the then marriages need to be supported. It needs to be supported by the society. It needs to be supported by the morals and values of that society. It needs to be supported by the music, the TV shows, the movies, everything, right? If you're trying to foster marriage in a society that says everybody get out and do whatever you want, WAP, everything else, then it's going to be kind of difficult for young people to navigate those messages when one, one message is saying don't do it, just get out here and live your best life, hot girl summer, everything. And then, but you have a yearning to be married. Those things, you know, are in conflict. So I think the whole support thing is not just a support. It's the society that has to support it if marriages mm-hmm. are to thrive within a, within a society, all aspects of it. Now, I love those thoughts, Patrick. Uh, we got about a minute for a break, so I'll get um, everybody's thoughts on what you had to say coming out of the break. And, of course, you know how to do I think you know how to do this. I'll have you, if you will, when I let you go, come off the one, just in case you want to come back in once you hear their responses. But we got to go to break, and we'll definitely get you yep. back on if necessary. But I love what he's bringing to the table. It's definitely something we have to explore yeah. when he talks about um, society being in support. You know, and it can't, in a sense, just be on an individual level. And he's right. There is this conflict of, um, because humans, to a degree, we're meant to be amongst others. And so that desire Mm -hmm. exists despite however 
whatever encouragements of living our best lives. But unfortunately, a lot of that encouragement of living our best lives on our own, uh, I think, unfortunately, adds more dysfunction. So it makes it harder to come together. And that's why we see, uh, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, low marriage numbers specifically in our culture. We are at the top of the hour, so we're going to go to a break. This is Square Business Entertainment's Taylor Pace, one of our sponsors. Wanted to play a song. Um, just in reference to today's show, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. For all I ask is that you think. 074, we'll get to you coming out of the break as well. Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Again, Square Business Entertainment presents Taylor Pace. Love can't define this. Go look them up on all music streaming platforms. Love to highlight the fact that Square Business Entertainment is bringing us that real R&B. Um, you know, perfect perfect timing based on what Patrick brought to the table and saying society supporting and made a couple references to, in a sense, TV, music, supporting and being behind the construct of marriage, and that has to be a part of it if it's something that we're going to encourage. And so Patrick said some great things. Um, but today I'm going to actually have you jump in real quick, and then we'll go to Isabel and Duane du- um, du- um, and just kind of hear your thoughts about what Patrick had to say. Um, go ahead, LeVay. I definitely agree with Patrick. Um, the music we did is not we, but the music that's in the world sucks. Um, Wars yeah. and all that crap. It does suck. We do need to get back to some soul music, some love music, some baby-making music where people actually ideologize, ideologize, I think. I don't know. I might be making up a word, but think about the construct of love. And Come marriage. on, Jesse. You know that's not a word. Now let me talk to you. Hey, hey. <laughs> it is today. <laughs> it is today. 
Hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Eddie right. Murphy fan. So you have to forgive me for those who know where, where that just came from. If you're young, you have no clue where that came from. But go ahead, Craig. Keep keep rocking. Keep rocking. I, I couldn't okay. help it. Anytime somebody do that, I have to, I hit them with the Eddie. Come on, Jesse. You know that's not a word. I'm gonna be trying to trying to make up words, but um, but this this is the, the piece I wanted to 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 leave with. Leave on is. The society piece is super crucial. When you think about family structures, or you think, not family structures, but you think about um, uh, race, racial separations, we'll say that, Caucasian communities, they raise their children around family. They raise their children around being married. They raise their children around uh, creating uh, this economics around marriage. We don't do that in our community. We don't raise our kids talking about marriage. We don't, you know, talking about what marriage means economically, um, two-parent households, uh, having a house, sending your children to college, or whatever the case might be, that society piece is super important because we need to be implanting that into our children that says marriage is important, that says family is important, that says a two-parent household is important, that says you know being with the man and or woman that you have kids with is important, and or stepping up to somebody else's family and stepping into somebody else's lives, somebody else's child's life. But that society piece, I think, is super important. Uh, but I think I'm gonna go to Dwayne here because um, you something you had said earlier, Dwayne. Your, your start, like you said, you in a sense had gotten this fly dope sister pregnant, and you had enough background at least at the time in your in your family that said, "Well, I think this is what I'm supposed to do." Like you said, you didn't know much at the time, but as I listened to you say, that's kind of how you started, Dwayne. It, it lets me know that you had some semblance of what. Patrick is talking about because it kind of pushed you into it, maybe even before you were ready to a degree. Um, any thoughts on that, if you will, King? Yeah, you know, I actually talk about this sometimes to my friends. Um, I was lucky, and I really was, and I really thank my mom and dad for the successes that I have in life right now because we, it's, especially being young and black, it's really tough. You I mean to have that balance and that lifestyle? And a lot of us didn't have that. And what happened was my dad was actually married three times, okay? So he had a wife before, you mean, then another one he came in. I think they was lasted for maybe a couple of years. And then he was actually married to my mom up until his death. And I think they were married for 40-plus years. So wow. I didn't see – I really did not see the love and interaction with him. He was just He was just a hard worker, so he's always at work. But I did see – the slap on the booty from time to time. I saw the um, give me kiss, give me smooches. Like he'd always go to her, give me smooches, give me smooches. And and if Isabel can actually relate, I do exactly the same thing. Like my hand is on her butt 24-7 throughout the day. I'm always smacking it, grabbing it, um, and I'm always getting a kiss. Like give me a kiss. It's like she can't move anywhere without getting kissed. So I was just emulating what I saw mm-hmm. my dad do, and I also saw I saw the the, the like I have um, two other brothers and a sister who were outside the marriage, so I saw their interactions and I saw the difference of of their lifestyle and how ours were, and I just did not want to have a child raised outside of that. I love it, Isabel. Your thoughts, Queen? Then we're gonna go. But we got some callers out there. Go ahead, Queen. Um. I think it's a loaded question and a very good question. It has society. We are in a space where we have to change the mindset and how we view ourselves in our culture. Because just like the way I believe, obviously, it's systematically done. This has been done for years. Lene, 
made a good point. When you look at other communities, when you look at white households, and really not just white households, because I'm going to speak from a different perspective coming from Africa, a family is not even, not, ha- not having a family is not an option, right? So just mm-hmm. like the white families, you see people, like even in Africa, when a man has a child out of wedlock, like how my father had me out of wedlock, they take the child and make sure they raise the child. So you, you cannot leave the child and not raise them. But to the point is, it's true. I feel like it's been systematically done, and we have to find a way to change the way we view ourselves and we view relationships in our culture. Because as much as people don't want to admit it, you need a male and a female, or oh, I'm, I'm speaking on my end, male and female in a household. But the black man was removed from the household at a very young age. And they did that for a reason. Because when you remove the male out of the household, and now it's just the woman, she's raising the kids, and then so now we perpetrate this, and now you get the wives, and then you get all that telling these women, you know, you can do bad all by yourself and all that kind of stuff. And then we don't have that value of having a male-female relationship. For me, it was not an option because that's all I saw growing up. So even as I say that maybe we got married too young, even if uh, then I'd have been like, let me not get married, there was no other option. That's all I saw. So I, I, I agree. The question is really good. It's a loaded question, and I think we really need to dive deep in and figure out how we can change the narrative and bring community foundation and not division among the black and the um, black woman and the black men so we can grow and bring our communities together. No, I love it. I have a hashtag I'm always pushing um, healthy marriage before children. And um, mm-hmm. the reality is um, you're right, Isabel, and the systemic stuff is absolutely there. And what I mm-hmm. like, like what I always like to offer, what I even offering the hashtag is, well, now that I'm aware, because when it was in a sense taking place different, sometimes when things are happening systematically, you don't know them at the time, right? But now we're kind of 40, mm-hmm. 50 years in, in the process, it can speak on what systemic stuff has been. And so it's kind of like now that we're aware, what's one of the ways to combat combat it? And what I see mm-hmm. is, um, you know, unfortunately, 25% of our sisters are married and 32, 26% of our sisters are married and 32% of our black men are married, um, if you will, which is um, low numbers compared to other races and cultures mm-hmm. in the country. Um, they're, they're all sitting around at about 50%. And, you know, we're at one-fourth or one-third of that. Um, but anyway, I found that to simply say that um, – what happens is when you go look at the aggregate of married couples, even currently with all the systemic stuff, there's such a huge dichotomy in, generally speaking, how well they are doing compared to the other circumstances mm-hmm. being born, that it becomes obvious that one of the best ways we can fight even the systemic stuff, if we're in a sense not in control of it, one of the best ways to combat mm-hmm. it is healthy marriage before children because it's, it's, it's a mm-hmm. no-brainer in the differences between the different family structures. You know, are, you know, are there bad marriages, two-parent homes? Absolutely. Um, but, when you oh, make yeah. an apple, but when you make an apples-to-apples comparison, which people very rarely do, um, um, I love how Dwayne said, y'all, are, his friendship was kind of the key. And, and the word marriage kind of gets thrown in the context and even has a negative connotation sometimes these days. And, and that's very unfortunate because when you compare, in a sense, bad marriages to bad single home situations or bad non-family structure situations, those are all bad. 
But good two-parent home situations and good single-parent situations are great. The two-parent home situation typically still outperforms in relevance to mm-hmm. economics, how the children pan out. So it's something that we have to think about because it's one of the obvious ways, in my opinion, that we can fight the systemic stuff. Let me go to um, the callers. Let's see here. I got um, 240-3074. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Oh, good morning. Uh, my name is Tanika. I'm calling from the District of Columbia metropolitan area. And um, I was calling in to, I guess, discuss some of the topics that I heard. So I heard no, some people yeah, talking about. <laughs> excellent. Um, this is such an excellent show. Um, I'm going to try to make it, I'm going to keep it super succinct. Is marriage worth it? Well, are our children being protected worth it? And if so, I say yes. Um, are our legacies being protected worth it? And I say yes. And also, just to quickly, um, I guess, address the society issue, family is the first society. Family is a society that goes out into the bigger picture. But the beauty of family being a society is that we get to protect the eyes, ears, hearts, and minds of the people inside of it. So if we are wanting to protect ourselves, our family, our education, our culture, our, you know, just our mindset, then a marriage is, 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 is necessary for that to occur. We don't have to worry about WAPs if we have parents who are actively monitoring their children. And you need two people. You can't be just one. If you have one parent, then that parent is being the nurturer and provider. Somebody's falling short. We like to think that we can do it all, and in reality, we just don't have the time. I think we really have to start assessing how, what resources do we have that we can utilize. I think us having so much is having us being greedy for more instead of really utilizing the education that we have, utilizing the skill sets that we have to actually have a more engine, having more ingenuity in the household. How many how many times do our children have to graduate college for us to realize we're the teachers? How how many how many cycles have to go before we start educating ourselves? What was the point of sending the children to college if they can't teach the people in their own family first? Why are we serving? society outside of our homes and society at home first, because the, the societies of families are what make up our communities. That's why the community is so in so much peril, because mm-hmm. it's leaking from outside of our homes. So that's just what I have two cents about it. So I think it's very valuable, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, that was an excellent thing. Except you messed up and said two cents. We 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 got we 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 got the smartest audience. It's three cents to me. <laughs> you gave us your three cents. So we have three cents over here. Cents. We got the smartest audience in the radio. All the radio is so for you to fit into the family. You got to drop your three cents, not your two cents. But other than that, that was an amazing comment, please. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm out of this break. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I was saying, Queen, are you the one that I reached out to on, on Facebook? Yeah, sir, that's me. Okay, perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I'm actually going to share one of your posts coming out of three Excellent. I'll just... um, no, absolutely. Thank you, Queen. All right, y'all, we are up against this other break. Got to take care of the sponsors. If y'all want intelligent radio to stay on the air, you got to 
help us out. So thanks to Money Motivation. They are one of our longtime sponsors. We'll be right back listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show for all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. The rest of your life. See, there's some, there's some additional problems with divorce that people don't really grasp when they're young. Like the idea that you can be divorced once you have children, that's kind of a stupid idea. Because you can't. You can, you, can, you can find a limited substitute for your initial freedom. But if you, if you have kids and you try to get divorced, the probability that that's going to demolish your life is very, very high. First of all, it's incredibly expensive. So one or both of you is going to come out of that poor. And your market value has declined. Let's say you're the woman who takes the kids your market value has declined radically. You're going to be poorer. The man, he's just as screwed because he is now an indentured servant and there's no escape from it. So it's, and it's not so bad if you can negotiate a peaceful separation, and some people can, but lots of times if you have a terrible relationship, it's not like negotiating a peaceful separation is all that easy. But if you're at each other's throats, good luck to you. I think it's roughly equivalent to having non-fatal cancer. It is not pleasant. It's a 10-year process, 15-year process. It'll cost you $250,000, and it'll tear a big chunk out of your life. And also, it will really disrupt your relationship with your kids. And, you know, you, you bring kids into a step-parent family, they do not do as well. Step-parents are not as good parents as biological parents, and the data on that is clear. Now, obviously, there are exceptions because there are terrible biological parents and there are wonderful step-parents. But if you look in aggregate, it's not that easy to care for children. You need everything you can binding you to them. And if they're someone else's children, mostly they get in the way of the person that you love. Right? Well, if I'm, let's say you have a child, I'll be right out. Let's say you have a child and I want to go out with you. Every second you spend with that child is the second you don't spend with me. And, and there's going to be a price for that. I'm not going to be happy about that. And, and if I have a child, you're going to feel exactly the same way. You might say, well, no, I love children. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure you do. I doubt it. You might love your child. And, and you know, it's pretty specific the way that people love children. So, and the rate of abuse for kids in step-parent families is way higher than it is in biological families. There's not even any comparison. 
Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Lene Javette. Our special guests are Dwayne and Isabel Drawn, Drawn for this morning's discussion question, Is Marriage Worth It? So we hear another cut from Jordan Peterson. And as many times as we, again, have this conversation um, obviously pushing a hashtag healthy marriage before children. Uh, we like to dialogue about it, partly for the reasons that Patrick mentioned, the idea of having society support um, this framework. And so um, obviously I've clearly made it, you know, um, clear that um, it's something that we do need to focus on specifically in our community. And so that's why we, in a sense, touch the show so often, if you will, um, but uh, something that I always say in, in previous conversations, and I think this is the perfect time for this, is we've romanticized marriage over the last 60 or 70 years, partly due to having TV, romance, novels, and things of this nature. And so, it, you know, we already kind of talked about not relying simply on love, and we've talked about that on other conversations. And so the bigger portion of why marriage has even been important in the, in the past, and Patrick said, hey, you know, why, why? You know, what is marriage or why do we get married? Um, legacy. Legacy. And legacy to me is the children and what do we pass on? And we hear that piece. I hear what Jordan Peterson, you know, talking about what happens in the result of people getting a divorce and what happens to the children. So I wanted to bring that to the table because marriage in the past has always represented legacy from whether it was the, the elite doing it as a power play or the have-nots, if you will, coming together because it is easier to raise children typically together than apart. And so there's been many reasons for it, but we have to get into that part of the conversation. I also have uh, another line as well. We're just trying to go as deep as we can with this. Um, a friend of the show, one of our members, um, William Agnew, thank you, King, for being on this morning. Um, you know, since I asked you to jump in here real quick, I'm going to let you um, introduce yourself very quickly and address any part of what you just heard in that cut, because I think some of it is is, is your experience and you have a perspective that, the, in a sense, from the millennials who sometimes are questioning, is this whole thing worth it, period? And so I want to, again, get your thoughts and dive into that as well. Thank you, King, for being on with us this morning. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, King. Uh, can you hear me? Can you guys hear me yes, okay? Yes, I'm too loud and clear. You're good, King. Okay. Okay, so just to give you a little perspective of my background in regards to the topic, um, I've been married. I was married at 22, divorced at about 25, had a child. Uh, that child's about 23, 24 now. Um, didn't work out, so I, you know, I, I started to focus uh, primarily on my career. Um, and so I really didn't get back into a serious relationship until I was about 38, um, had a child. Uh, in that relationship, I did not get married, um, and I am no longer with that individual. So I have two children, one 23, one 7, uh, and I'm 45, just to kind of set it up, and back in the marketplace in regards to dating again. And um, I'm open to, you know, marriage. I'm not telling myself here, so <laughs> it's just kind of giving you guys back, background, background and perspective of where I'm coming from. Uh, because I am still, uh, like the millennials, uh, I am still kind of trying to understand what the next route is best to go. And I'm kind of in the middle. At 40, 45, we're kind of in the middle. We got the OGs, right, on the right side. We got the millennials on the left side. And they kind of have the ear, or we have their ear, uh, you know, or whatever, however you want to put it, 
of both sides. So I take, you know, very high value in both sides. I don't underestimate either side. I'm not one of these guys who says the millennials are always right. I'm not one of these guys that says the OGs is always right. There's a fine medium. And um, what I'm seeing from and, – and when I'm in doubt, what I, what I tend to do is I use this thing. When I'm in doubt, I zoom out, right? And when I zoom out, I zoom out to get perspective of the entire landscape. And, you know, what I see a lot with the millennials, uh, the, well, the OGs are very traditional, as we know, very traditional. They come from a traditional space. Um, and the millennials are kind of looking at the ills and the good parts of marriage, and they're making decisions and changes based on the current environment. And what I see that is kind of trendy right now is one of the topics that I talk about a lot. And sometimes I get blowback from this. I'm not a uh, – it's polygamy. Polygamy is kind of the trend now, right? And people are really taking that for uh, – as a, as a viable option. And I'm not – again, not for or against it. I have been accused of being passive aggressive towards the, uh, the topic of polygamy. Uh, but what I understand zooming out is we're in this environment of what I call um, – uh, 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 it's a uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? It's not it's not deregulation, but it's uh, it, it's where you know we in traditional marriage, very few people control a lot, right? And in uh, polygamy, what you have is you have a kind of what we're talking about, which is community. And the community controls has has control of, of it, and I, I think what the young people are starting to see is the power of, and it kind of goes back. I mean, we're moving towards the future, but it goes back to the principles of community. And so I think polygamy brings in that, and I can't think of the word. I apologize for not being able to think of the word, uh, 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 but. The community, it brings in that idea of community and how important community is, polygamy. I think, and I think what ha- what's happening is the younger generation is connecting that community with the polygamy aspect. I, t- I often use the, 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 the example of a, of, a, of a starfish, right? If a starfish, a starfish has eight legs. If it loses a leg, it doesn't cry about it, right? It doesn't have pain. It doesn't fight. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't go through what Jordan Peterson talked about, which is this 10-year process of trying to figure out how to move forward because I've just devalued my entire life, right? What it does is it grows another leg, and it has seven other legs to support that growth back. And so I think the millennials are starting to see that this, this, uh, uh, this, 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 this community, so to speak, uh, bringing more love, more affection, more people, who can be a consensus, who can be a uh, kind of a, a validator of the entire uh, community where you don't have one or two people controlling the whole thing. Because what happens if, if it's 50-50, if one person gets out, it creates this wave of trauma and this wave of disagreement and this wave of this, this whole thing Jordan Peterson talked about. And so, again, I'm not necessarily a fan of – polygamy or or detractor of polygamy, but I understand why the younger generation, and I think I heard a caller talking about this, saying that he didn't want to do what his parents did. He didn't want to go through that same trauma. And I think they're trying to find these solutions of community, but they're doing it in the way that this, this, this new technology allows us to do where we can see the power of the network and how when we lose that leg as a starfish, 
it doesn't destroy our entire investment. It doesn't destroy. Yeah, let me jump in company. here right here, yeah, if you will, William, because I want to get. Yeah. If, that, um, if that makes sense. Of, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I wanted to give full context. Um, so here's a perspective of, and, you know, if I'm if I'm understanding correctly, he just sees that the millennials are, are searching for solutions because maybe what we preach or been preaching um, doesn't look as as pretty as we say it looks. And if, and if you even think about this conversation this morning, um, we talk about a lot of the difficulties. So, it, you know, I don't know how well it sounds to the millennials. Um, luckily, luckily um, people don't realize this, but they're actually getting married a little more so than Generation Xers are, if you actually go look at the numbers slightly at a slightly higher rate. So they are figuring out some of it, but as, as William is saying, um, they're looking at other options as well. Um, I'm going to start with um, um, Lene here, if you will. What's your first response as we hear um, this perspective coming from William? Um, <laughs> so I will tell you, so um, actually, the very first time I had this polygamy conversation, I was having it with Dr. Umar Johnson, honestly, and the way he presented it to me, it made sense. Um, it's not for me, I won't lie. Polygamy is not for me, but he broke it down in this, this ABCD system where you have like your A quality person, your B quality person, your C quality person, your D quality person. And without going into how he said it, you know, he like gave each one of these categories specifics. You know, this chick, she's bad, whatever the case might be, D, maybe she doesn't look as good, she has two or three baby daddies, but these children need a father, right? So he was like, if you get a couple of C's and D's together, you get a man that can be there for this type of, this C and D woman and her kids. Now these children have a father and they have a community. And I was like, that makes sense. But what you going to do with these A's walking around here that don't feel like they need to share a man, right? So I think that I, I, I understand the concept of it. Um, and I can see how it can work. It would not work for me. I, I, I'm not down with it. I don't support it. I don't. I, I couldn't get with it. But for those that do it and they make it work, and I see this man with these three women and all these kids have a father figure, mm-hmm. I get it. But it seems real messy to me. I'm 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 a jealous type. I can't. I can't. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah, let me say this real quick. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go to um you, Dwayne, here next. Um, let me say this very quickly. Um. You know, and even for all of that, I'll just even throw out this. And again, I don't want to turn this into a polygamy conversation, but I think I just hear yeah. that, uh, in a sense, is marriage worth it? They're just coming up with, they're just happy because we're kind of, especially our community, right? We've kind of left them with the lay of the land, and they do have to figure it out on their own because most of us were not. I mean, I, you know, I'm 45, so I mean, I'm 47. I'm sorry, he's 45. I'm 47. So we and I are, are the, what I call the first fatherless generation, meaning, we, you know, the community had hit where more than half of our children were being born out of wedlock within the African American community. Anyway, I felt like to just simply say that we didn't learn it through the natural cycle of seeing our fathers and mothers, mothers both in the homes, and so we're kind of left to figure out on our own. And I just hear him offering that they're just trying to figure out some other thing versus this singular marriage that in itself maybe doesn't appear to be worth it. Um, go ahead, Dwayne. Um, you know, I uh, there was a time I read a book called uh, Sex Before Dawn, and it explained, like, how we mm-hmm. were even before we became in sort of this religious society that we mm-hmm. were actually community-based, and we raised each other in a community-based format. So this style, this polygamy or polyamory, all that, 
it's actually not new. It's actually old, and it's coming back into society. Um, it's not new at all. It's it's at, like I give you a scenario. A woman would be pregnant, and she would actually have relations with several men because they thought that the men would fertilize the baby or fertilize the seed. That's sort of what they were thought. And then she would actually have relationships. Like the, the kids would go out and hang out with the uncle who was the blacksmith or hang out with the uncle who, who, I mean, who did the farming. And they would all sort of community-based and raise themselves as a community and balance the society. Well, then mm-hmm. we came up with this other rule where actually the, the farm created this individual style lifestyle because now you, now one person owned the farm instead of exactly. the group. So now you had to work together as a team to build enough money to go buy the good from the farm. So it created this individual lifestyle. Now, where we are today, because there's, there's still not a bunch of knowing, there's a lot of jealousy, there's a lot of feelings issue, I enjoy the single married life. I, and I talk to Isabel like this all the time. I still look at women all day long. I look at, like, I'm like, oh, she hot, da, da, da. I'm still like it all day long. And Isabel and I, we talk about, like, we talk about these things. And, but I enjoy the singularity of who she is because the levels that we can go, I ain't going to try to get too juicy, but the levels that we can go when we have our time go so far deep and so far enjoyable. How could that really happen when you have several others at the same time? But if, if that's what they're doing to create a community and build that team, I'm not against that at all. Yeah, I think, can I say something? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please go ahead, wait. Yeah, we're um, just kind of make it quick. I got a lot of callers. I was just going to say to kind of follow up with the gentleman just said, I think it's, and the word that I was looking for was decentralization versus, uh, is decentralizing versus mm-hmm. centralizing, right? And if you understand the concept of decentralizing, there's value in the marketplace even today. And what you're seeing is across the board, uh, you, know, you know, we're not talking specifically about polygamy or even marriage when we talk about the, the, the value of the concept of decentralization, right, and how that impacts uh, the people involved, right? And if you talk about marriage as it pertains to decentralization, what you're saying is, all right, we got more people involved, which is the community mindset, right? So when one person decides they're going to exit that, it doesn't destroy the the nucleus of what you're trying to build. So when you're centralized in a traditional sense, right, you have one or two people. It destroys it. Yeah, that makes sense. When one per- when one person steps out, there's a there's trauma that happens or a ripple effect that's just hard. Like Jordan Peterson said, it's hard to recover from that. Well, it makes sense. Let me go ahead and get so that, um, mind- Isabel's that mindset, that concept. Yeah. yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Let me get Isabel's thoughts. I'm about to let you go, brother. I got. Thank you for calling in. Okay. No problem. No, no doubt. No doubt. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you want me to take this? I'll I'll go really short. Like short. Like Lene, it's not for me. I know that for a fact I've always known that polygamy is not for me. But I'll also tell you this. Coming from where I'm from, it's been going on for years. I've had uncles, grandparents. My grandfather had four, six women, and he has 20, 30 children. It works. It creates a community. But people don't realize the hierarchy of it. Somebody suffers in the process, the women. Because I remember my grandfather used to have, she's the first woman, so she had the bigger house than the second one, the third one, than the fourth one. And the hierarchy went that way with the women, and it went with the children. So I have seen it firsthand to each his own. I know that it doesn't work for me, but the reason why I know it doesn't work for me because I saw it 
dealt with it and heard it firsthand from the women who were in these marriages with four other women and one man. So, no, it's not for me. Absolutely. I respect that. And I can I just add, I'm just saying this. Yeah, please too. go ahead. The, when we talk about the value of marriage and we talk about polyamory or the, or, or, you know, having multiple relationships, the thing is, and I, I'm, I'm going to say, throw this out here. The unfortunate piece is a, a lot of people are living that lifestyle today and they don't even know that they're living it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you got women out here with multiple men. You got men out here with multiple women. I saw a post the other day that said married men stay out of single women's DMs. Like a lot of folks are actually living this. Yeah. <laughs> And no, that absolutely. takes away from the value of marriage. It does. No, yeah. No, 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 no. And and at the end of the day, if and I think you have to add marriage and legacy. Like we didn't even delve on that part or whatever, because again, that's kind of what I took out of the Jordan Peterson piece. It's just what happens to the kids, and it's, you know, as you said, a ten or fifteen year process to even figure out what your relationship is going to be but the damaging to the kids. So if we get stuck on the marriage, then we get stuck on whether mm-hmm. we, you know, whether we make it or whether we divorce. But again, historically, outside of, you know, kings marrying another royal family for some type of power play, because, you know, up, 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 up until it's only recent history that we've had a middle class, right? Historically, humans have been have and have not, and, and most people were have not. So, but marrying then, legacy was always part of it. Concern. How many times did we stay together for the children, if you will? And I'm pretty sure, you know, the way that is, but y'all been through some of that aspect when y'all were, you know, dabbling and talking about divorce, if you will. Um, but anyway, I, I just mm-hmm. mentioned all of that um, just to to, to kind of say when you get into the legacy portion of it, um, even building the community, if you even want to bring in polygamy and stuff like that, people typically don't consider how hard that is. If, if it's hard to do it with one person, it becomes even more difficult in a lot of cases to do it with several people. And again, I'm not, I'm kind of like William, I'm not saying I'm for it or against it, but you definitely can't look at it one-sided, you know, to a degree. But, uh, you know, but just throwing it out and I can imagine, you know, as Isabel said, and I've heard it too, somebody is going to suffer in a lot of cases. Again, it can work for some, um, but the reality is if you look at it off successfully when you start bringing in multiples in a marriage. And that and that's never area code 937 last three one six six. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Last three one six six, you're live on the air with us. All right. Nah, going once, going twice. Nine three seven, last three one six six. Give us your name, where you're calling from. Can you hear me? They... Yes, I can hear you now. Go can ahead. Hear me? Yep, we can hear right, you now. Fine, Harris. I'm coming from uh, Inglewood, which is a suburb of Dayton, Ohio. How's everybody doing today? Going well. Good. What's going on, Dwayne Elizabeth? Hello. Hey. So I was calling in, uh, been listening to the topic for a while. I've uh, been friends with uh, Dwayne and Isabel for a while now, but uh, also I've been married uh, 21 years, going on 22 years uh, this September. Nice. Wow. Congrats. Congratulations. You got you to say you're a pilot, Javon, too. This is another pilot, too, bro. Hey, we got this is not the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. This is two pilots and everybody else. That's the name of the show today. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, 
right. Yeah, yeah. The way that got me up in the shop. Hey, hey, black men fly. That's gonna be the name of the show. Black men fly. There you go. Now go ahead, King. What you got for us this morning? Hey, I just want to say I just been listening to everybody and uh, their comments. And one thing that comes to my mind also is, you know, uh, marriage is not a one size fits all. Um, we all as people and individuals have our own personalities and uh, backgrounds that we grew up with. And um, one thing that struck out to me, uh, someone had made the comment, you know, uh, saying that, you know, when you get into a partnership, your uh, partner is bringing a background with them as far as how they were raised, you know, some of the things that they went through, whether it was good or traumatic. And, um, you know, I had to learn that for myself uh, being in my marriage because, uh, like, Dwayne and I talked, we also, my wife and I had talked about divorcing. And it was actually my mom uh, who had been divorced, like, three times. So it was, like, the last person I thought that could give me advice. But one of the things that she said to me uh, when I was considering leaving my wife, she was like, you know, had you considered um, – how she grew up in a background that she grew up, you know, not seeing a successful marriage and seeing certain things. And, uh, you know, that hit me like, whoa, like, you know, that's one of the things I didn't think about. And, you know, this marriage, unfortunately, we'll keep friendships uh, longer than we will in marriage um, because one thing, you have to be friends with your partner. And you have to have more of a commitment to your wife than you do your friends because your friends can go home and, you know, dance and cart, and then you don't have that same sense of commitment because you're not going to sleep or, you know, having to go through the, the challenges of life and paying bills and certain things. So marriage is definitely uh, not something we all are ready for. Um, it's an experience, um, both good and bad. And it's, I always say it's the bad things that you can overcome that will make the marriage better in life. Hmm. No, I appreciate the three cents, man. That was a um, great three cents. Yeah, we got That's some other good. callers, too. Yo, go ahead, um, Lene. Thank yeah, thank you for the three no, cents. No, I'm morning, good. No, absolutely. Let's go to another caller as well. Uh, uh, this is my man, Kevin, out of South Carolina. I owe him a, a call in. I didn't get him in last week, and he was mad at me. What you got, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't forget, on, brother. <laughs> How you doing, King? Oh, no, you good. <laughs> Kings and queens, what's going on? Well, all right. I always tell people, marriage is a business. And whatever it takes to make that business grow and thrive, you should be doing. Um, on the purpose of polygamy, that what that was about. That was sure that all the children got taken care of. Think about today's society. You have uh, a couple men, more women, and a whole lot of children. In some places, you got 13 to 1, men to women ratio. I ask, you, I ask women this. Which 12 of y'all ain't going to have no man? All right, Kevin. I'm all, I got to now. You, you're talking to the guy who do the stats real heavy. There ain't no 13 to 1s around this country or whatever. There are shortages. There are shortages. There are shortages. But I just don't like using these extra, these extra ones. The shortage is it's, it's pretty much it's, it's, it's twelve brothers to eleven sisters. We're the only race in this country that has a shortage. Everybody else is good. It's twelve brothers to eleven women. That's nationwide, but there are some cities where the gap is a little higher. But it's usually a we just just to go ahead and let you make your point. But we're not gonna do we're okay, not gonna okay. make the point using the, 
scatter using exaggerated numbers. Go ahead, King. Oh, well, I hear you now, but Atlanta now they got a whole lot of women. I, I used to believe it was twelve to one too, but I heard the urban myth years. I looked the numbers up. Ahead, right now, I guess how many women? How many women would be be, be, be single right now? Majority of, of of women now are single. So, is either y'all get it together with the men, or you don't have none at all, and then what you have is a situation where women are with women, and that's not healthy for the children of the day. You understand what I'm saying? If you have a product or service you want to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please call me again directly at 404-604-9477. Correction to that commercial, we're not having our live events right now at Urban Grind, back on Coffee Shop here in the Atlanta area. Uh, but we are excited. January the 26th, we will be attending uh, Jazz in the Alley. Sister, put that on here in the North Cross area for those in the Atlanta area. So 
definitely go to mentaldialogue.com. Go find us on social media at Facebook at Mental Dialogue or IG at Mental underscore Dialogue. Keep up with how you can connect with our community because ultimately our vision our mission, I should say, is to create a nationwide virtual neighborhood where African-Americans learn to trade good services and ideas. And that's what we're doing today with discussion and exchange of ideas of Is Marriage Worth It? My special guest co-hosts, Major Vent, as well as Dwayne and Isabel Drawn. Um, got some good callers out there. I'm just trying to run the callers off and make sure we get to them. Uh, let's get to another caller here. Area code four zero seven last three four zero zero. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hi, Montoya. It's Ashley. I um I just wanted to drop in. So, as a millennial, right? Like I am, <laughs> I'm torn about the whole polygamy thing. I know this is about marriage, but I see that it is coming as a result of people not wanting to have conversations about honesty and respect in relationships. And so they move to polygamy as a way to keep doing what they're doing without making sure that everyone is on the same page. Mm-hmm. However, you know, just to get back to the topic at hand, um, I, I do, you know, with what you said about romanticizing marriage, I think that that is what has happened. And when you're talking about, you know, people getting divorced and this traumatic experience that happens when half of the dynamic walks away, I think something that's wrong within our community is that we're not having conversations, honest conversations about the work that it takes, about the things that marriage requires outside of date nights. Are we, you know, um, loving each other and supporting each other? We're not talking about the mental capacity, the emotional health that happens within marriages. We're not preparing our children or future generations to have this realistic out. out this realistic aspect of what marriage is so that they know what to expect when they're even considering marriage and how much work it entails. You know, and I just think as a community, what has happened when I look at just generationally within my family, we don't talk about things. So there is no way to break these intergenerational curses when we're not having conversations. And in prior generations, it has always been, you know, like, I need you to listen to me, and I think when you talk about older people within our generation where it was like, I need you to listen to what I'm saying so that I can make sure that you're protected so that we can move forward as a family to where it kind of became like, you're a child or you're younger than me. You have to listen to what I'm saying because I'm the Mm -hmm. oldest person, and it kind of took away passing on wisdom and passing on these needed um, conversations that we have to have about, you know, how to maintain yourself, how to love, how to show up within Mm -hmm. our community. And so because we're not having those conversations, even when you talk about something as dynamic and intimate as a marriage, right, those conversations are failing us. So when we're coming together with a person, we don't know how to connect with our brothers. We don't know how to connect with our sisters. And so then you're talking about marriage, this thing that just takes so much of you. I've never been married, but I know that it's going to take a lot more than what people post on social media. It's going to take so much more, and we're not having those conversations. So we can't keep building forward without the communication happening first, not only with ourselves, but from the people above us that have been there. No, I love it. it. That's what we're hoping. No, thank you for that amazing three cents. You always 
bring it anytime you call the show and have, have been a special guest co-host as well. So thank you, Ashley, for your three cents this morning. Um, yeah, the Queen said a whole lot there. Uh, matter of fact, let me segue. I um, mentioned that I was going to share something that one of the earlier callers, uh, Tamika, had, had said on social media. And I think what Ashley said, and this fits appropriately, and I'll get maybe a quick response from one of you, and then we'll try to get to the callers. I'm just trying to bang it out get to all these callers before we end the show. Um, but Tamika wrote this, and I think it relates exactly to what we just heard um, Ashley speak about. She said, Black people who want their families to do better in the next generation must be sure that their children learn some basics. How to have a marriage, she put uh, parentheses mandatory. She says, how to select a partner for marriage, the science of family, parenting without hitting, gender roles. Yes, we need investing, home ownership, financial literacy and portfolios, Without sound family structure, how will they ever be successful enough to pass it down Pass it down to family? Think about 100 years from now. Money is important, but it is useless, useless without self-respect, family honor, or family success. It is selfish to never marry. She says, argue with your single mama, not me. So a lot said in that. Um, I'll actually um, Ask you, Lene, um, to give a quick response before we go to the calls. I got several out there, so we're going to just kind of bang, bang them out. But uh, any thoughts to what uh, Tamika wrote on social media in reference to, and I agree with Ashley, uh, because we don't have natural family structures, we're not being taught and guided by having the family involved quite often in who we select and why we select them and, and having family honor. That's being lost by having less family structures, in my opinion. But go ahead, Queen. All right, so I'm going to try to tie in because I wanted to respond to what Kevin said. So I'm going to tie it into this question with regards to being selfish not to marry. Um, I think that we – I'm not going to talk specifically to the value, the part about valuing marriage, but I'll talk about the value in partnership, right? There's a, he, uh, Kevin was talking about – he was trying to give – giving, um, facts and stats with numbers, right? You think about all the women there are, all the men there are, and how come we're not coming together? Now you talk about being selfish with regards to, to marriage and relationship. We're very judgmental. Um, there's a lot of really good, dope black men out there. Sometimes they're coming out of jail, you know, depending on what their reason they went in for. Mm-hmm. And so we will write those men off, right? And so then that takes that st- statistical number down for available men. Or you have women who have kids, and some men are like, I don't want a baby mom, or I don't want somebody who has kids with somebody else. So we'll judge that woman, and now as a man, we're like, mm, I'm not getting married. And so we have these these things in our lives that cause us to be selfish with regards to marriage, that, we, that cause us to be selfish with regards to marriage, building a family, creating a life partner, um, coming together via economics by being married. Um, and I think that it, it's, some of to that point, what Kevin said, I think, is right. We do have to think outside of the box. Um, we do have to start looking at marriage as not being selfish or protecting ourselves. Or um, One of the things I see a lot is men over 40 who have already been married are like, I don't want to be married. I've done it. I've already been there. I've already done it. So there are all these different traumas that we have in our community that keep us from taking that leap or taking that step to be open, to be vulnerable, and to marry, whether we call it selfish whether we, you know, it's, it, whether it's the individual's um, own traumas, we have to work through those things. We do have to think outside of the box. We do have to look at, you know, different individuals and their lifestyle and, and uh, find the light. Like there's a lot of good people, single people in our community 
and we have to get past some of these facades in their life and who they are and what they have and not be so judgmental so that we can actually create more family structures and relationships. Well, I love it. I'm going to just, unfortunately, I'm going to take one more call. I'm Area code 404-LAST-3187. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. We've only got a few minutes, so we're going to make it quick, just so you know. Yeah, sure. Good morning. This is Sherdon calling from Atlanta. And I I think this is an amazing conversation. I think marriage is important. I'll just say uh, really quickly some of the things that I think are missed opportunities in our community. Um, One, we're always listening to people who have never been successful at the thing that they're telling us to do. So I think about, like, most recently you have, like, this Kevin Samuels guy who was, like, all over the Internet telling women what they should and should not do or what they cannot accept and all these things, right? And then you have just so many others playing into the ideas of what the role should be in the marriage and what the woman should do and what the man should do. And I think first and foremost, yes, it is a business, I agree. Um, But within business, you play to your partner's strengths, um, and then you guys balance that off uh, and work together to achieve, you know, whatever opportunities there are. And so if your wife can't cook, then the husband, and the husband can cook, then he should cook. Um, or if the wife is building a empire, you know, the husband can stay home and help with the children. That doesn't make him less of a provider. That doesn't make him less of a partner, and it doesn't make him less of a man, most importantly. And it also doesn't make that woman less feminine and things like that. And I think in society we're really pushing narratives, particularly to women, that they have to behave a certain kind of way, that they have to present Mm -hmm. themselves in a way in order for a man to want them. And at the end of the day, the partnership has to work, and every individual is different. So you just have to find who's perfect for you. I always say that my husband isn't perfect. He's just perfect for me, and I hope that applies vice versa. Um, so I, love, I, I love say – yeah. No, I'm sorry to cut in. We just got a couple of minutes. But now you got, I love it. You know, Shadana, you know I love you to death. We just got a couple of minutes. I want to make sure I properly, um, you know, announce my, my guests and get them out of here. But I think we – got the gist of what you said, so I appreciate you for your three cents this morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Thank you to all the callers. Uh, so like I said, Patrick, can't get back to you. Uh, but, yeah, special guest, uh, Wayne, uh, Isabel, um, if you will, uh, any kind of quick last thoughts, but let people know how they can stay in contact with you. I love following you on IG. I, I can see why you are an incredible coach just from me following you. So I like that Thank in you. the last minute and a half. Um, if you could, you know, just kind of speak about that, that probably would be best at this point. We don't have a lot of time left. Are you talking about me talking about me coaching? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, okay, people can learn from you. you. you you've done you it so successfully. Much. Like Shadon just said, you've done it successfully. So if they want to follow anybody and learn from anybody, I would recommend. Thank you so much. Um, besides, of course, we own our business, Business Design Studios. You can follow us there, Dwayne and I. And I'm also a life coach, IsabelDrawn.com, and um, Instagram handle. I just wanted to say something really quick with, uh, before we get up. I think really as the culture, as black people, in order for us to really dive deep and start having this conversation, we need to look at the way we view each other. Until when there's no division and the black woman and the black man can come together and get away from that systematic separation of feeling like we're against one another, 
and see each other and stop calling each other bitches and stop calling each other names, that's when we can actually start building the culture. The problem is we have a division. And so the black man is coming to the black woman, and the black woman has been hustling, taking care of the kids all this time. Maybe when he was in jail, there's that resentment, there's friction, and the black man is walking away. I can't even deal with the black woman. She's too rude. No, I've been surviving all my life. That's why I come up this way, not necessarily that it's right. So ultimately, I just want to say if we can find a way to come together and get the perpetrator out of our lives so that we can come together as a black community and raise our family, love our black men and love our black women. Because black women, we want to be loved, cuddled, and treated like little girls too sometimes. That's all I have to say. Now, it's a perfect ending. Now, perfect ending to the show. Uh, we are getting, check us out next Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm going to play a little cut, and this is people that are online. They'll still be able to hear this. Um, the people, I'm sorry, the people online are not hearing this at the moment, but replays, they'll hear this. But thank all of you so much this morning for a great conversation. We always run out of time when the conversation is going this good. Um, but I'm going to play this little cut again, just a reminder for everybody. Um, this is a long-time couple, George and Marcia, giving their perspective on how they see marriage today. But Lene, Dwayne, Isabel, thank you all so much this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Even out. I loved it. I didn't want to be without him. I mean, you can be upset with somebody and not agree and, you know, have fights about it and all that, but it's never been that serious where I ever thought about leaving or not wanting to be with him. I'm yeah, hoping was, you're about to say the same thing. I was brought up, uh, I was raised by my grandparents. So um, my grandfather told me, he said, uh, whenever you get married, you know, and uh, you get, you and your wife have disagreements or falling outs, he said, uh, it should stay within your own home. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be all over the neighborhood and, and everywhere else. So when we got married, first got married, I told her, I said, hey, if if you get mad at me or we get upset, you know, you don't want me sleeping in the bed with you because you're mad, I'll sleep on the sofa, I'll go in the next room. You ain't going to your mom's, and I'm not running to my mom. Mm-hmm. We ain't running and telling them nothing that's happening in here. Because this is between you and me. So I really believe that real strongly. I think the whole concept of love, commitment, and marriage is not in its proper place today. Because I think a lot of females feel like love is butterflies in your stomach and looking perfect all the time. And he's smelling good and, you know, he's treating you, you know, like royalty all the time. That's not reality. But a lot of women, and men, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, go into relationships with the wrong idea about what it comes with, okay? And and here's the thing that's different for us, too. It's not just a feeling when you love somebody. It's a decision that you've chosen this person and you're going to be committed to this person and that there are going to be tests, trials, struggles. You're not going to always agree on the same thing. But today it just seems like the mind said, okay, this ain't working no more. I'm out. See, this is the thing. The problem, I think, with relationships today is people are too selfish. It's all about them. So I get ready to leave the house. He's got my glasses sitting on my purse. You see what I'm saying? He knew me and cared enough about what I needed, my shortcomings, because I am very forgetful. So he gets ahead of that. And he says, she ain't going to wear these glasses. Let me put them on her purse. She got to take a purse with her. Those things are worth gold. And that's why. 
49 years later, technically 51 years later, mm -hmm. you can say this is somebody that is a keeper for life. And that's how I sincerely feel. Oh, thank you, girl. Oh, you knew that. <laughs> you knew that. We're still here.